everyone, and welcome to Pongers. My name is Anthony. My name is Ryan. And welcome to episode one of our brand new podcast. So if you're just starting off the podcast right now, I'd recommend going and listening to episode zero, which gives a bit of introduction to both myself and my friendly co-host Ryan. Ryan, what can they hear if they go and listen to episode zero? Yeah, so in uh, episode zero, we kind of just talk about ourselves a little bit. We try to get you guys a preliminary exposure, for, for lack of better words, to, to us, to get to know us, to get to know who hopefully you'll get to spend some of your, your time with uh, when you're listening to Pongers. Yeah, uh, but for today, it's going to be our actual first real episode. So a real boy episode. Just in case you decided you didn't want to listen to episode zero, it's more or less just going to be a little bit of us talking about what we've done over the past week, anything we've watched, read, played, anything like that, before we get on to our actual topic for the week. As a bit of a sneak preview, you probably also saw this in the episode title, this week's episode will be on deception games. So stuff like Among Us, Town of Salem, Mafia, One Night Ultimate Werewolf, things along those lines. Um... So yeah, this will be our, our first real episode. Hopefully everyone listens to more that we get put out. Yeah. So Ryan, what have you done over the past week? Yeah, well, uh, so I've actually started a new TV show. I've, For those of you who don't know, I guess you don't because you're just joining us probably for the first time. In that case, welcome. Um, I've been watching a lot of Survivor. Which is, if you haven't seen it, Ooh. very interesting. And I've been watching it with my girlfriend recently. She's a big Survivor super fan. Yeah, been watching this most recent season together. Well, my my boss at, at work has been telling me about it, and I start I started watching it, and it's like the perfect TV show to binge because yeah, there's 40 seasons. So I started at the way beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. With season one, but uh, I'm currently on season two. I'm a little stuck right now because Hulu has some gaps. Like there are some controversial episodes yeah. that they have to omit. So I'm in the hunt for yeah. finding the full season. But I digress. That's something I've been watching. Um, still playing a lot of Minecraft. So I'm not allowed to talk anything about uh, season 41. That, Please, that's yes. out of bounds? Uh, I, would, okay. I would prefer not. I think I'm really excited to watch some more of the more, like, modern episodes. But um, I'm trying to get... I want to see all of them at some point. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, another thing I've been doing a lot is playing Minecraft. That's something I've just fallen in love with. I do it a lot. In fact, I play so much Minecraft, I think that... I've started to act like a like a Steve or someone in, in real life. Uh, for example, every time I go anywhere, I close the door behind me. There are like like my bedroom in my house is in the basement, and my roommate needs to come through my room to do laundry. And I I leave my door open most of the time so he can just come on down. But I've been closing it so much. They're like like texting me, "Hey, can I come do laundry?" I'm like, "My door's oh, my door's closed." I'll close my bathroom door as if there's anybody to come from that direction. It's it's weird, um, but that's what I've been up to. What about you? What's what's been kind of taking up your time recently, Tony? Yeah, so I've had two big things over the past week. Uh, number one, um, it's the new hotness right now. It might be out of date by the time this episode goes live, but I started and have watched a good portion of squid game yeah have you heard anything about this um so fun fact i guess i don't know if you knew this i'm sure you must have at this point but my father was born in korea so i didn't know that. yep that's okay. that's from uh that's kind of where I, I have a lot of like i have a lot of korean family and um yeah so do you know any korean can you have like any fluency there at all? i know one word and i'm gonna butcher it so i'm just gonna avoid it okay uh, okay i know i know hello 
I think most people that know anything about Korean will know that word. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll butcher it. I, I am not ethnically Korean. I know you guys can't tell that. Um, I was adopted when I was when I was very young, so that's where my Korean heritage comes from. But um, but yeah, so my dad actually was the one who got me into it. I've not. I'm only. I've only watched episode one, so I haven't gotten too deep. I've been, you know, stuck in survivor mode right now. But I will get back to it yeah. soon. But yeah, I, I've been really enjoying it. You know, it's like you know you've played Danganronpa. We've both played Danganronpa. Oh yeah. Which, <laughs> for the audience that doesn't know about it, it's you know kind of somewhat similar setup to Squid Game, which you know. Death game, play the game, get the prize um, in terms of the Danganronpa, except, you know, it's a bit more murder mystery focused as opposed to focusing on the actual game. But I've been, like, surprisingly enjoying Squid Game since there are some other people that have told me, it's like, well, if you've, you know, seen or read any, like, other death game stuff, you know, like Hunger Games or Danganronpa or anything like that, then Squid Game might not have a lot to offer you. But I've been, like really really enjoying it it's been like uh really captivating my attention really enjoyed like all the character work so far really enjoyed like you know it's 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 character development definitely a lot of interesting twists on all you know like the decisions that all the characters have made so far yeah um but it has been a very very good time um if it's still like even popular when we upload this first episode i definitely still recommend watching it even if it's not popular, oh, I'm sure it will be. Uh, you know, and I, oh yeah, a lot of people that I've talked to about Squid Game are people that don't have. I I, I can guarantee you, I've never seen any anime or done anything like Danganronpa. So anybody who's just interested in watching a weird kind of game show esque like TV show with a lot of twists, yeah. you're gonna love this one. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, when I haven't been watching Squid Game, and I'm you know around halfway through the season so far, sure. um, I've been playing this game called Amori. Ooh. it's um, a very kind of undercover you know like pretty stereotypical indie game you know it's modeled a decent amount after earthbound it's got like some metaphors for depression but it's like you know um an rpg that also has like a lot of really strong horror elements you know like the type where it's like after my first session you know like i played it right before i went to bed gigantic mistake you know i turned on lights whenever i went to the bathroom uh brushed my teeth and did all of that and just like perfect light and it was even still still feeling very nervous um when i was in my room on my own because it's you know very very well done horror that um it's it's very well done what sorry very well done horror horror okay got Uh, it yeah not not a different word no 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 uh but the you know a lot of the horror takes place in more like domestic settings so you know with me being in an apartment Horror, you know, like, set in that environment, you know, works a lot better than just, you know, summertime, summer camp type horror that, you know, you'd see in, like, Friday the 13th or something like that. Um, But it's been, you know, like, really charming, really good music, very well done writing so far, but it's been something that, you know, I've really been enjoying and have tried to play at nighttime as much as possible to like lean into the horror aesthetic as much as I can and get spooked out as much as possible. So it's, you know, it's October. You got to scare yourself at least a little. Bit. That sounds awesome. And you know, it's like, it's, it's exactly like you said, it's the perfect time for it. It's spooky season. You got to get a little freaked out. I personally am terrible with horror things, but, uh, yeah, it doesn't mean it's not, not any, it doesn't mean it's any less fun. It's just, I, I jump, I jump a lot and then I will, I will stay awake yeah. all night because of the nightmares. Yeah. 
but um well and i've like been like working with some friends to watch some horror movies yeah. this month like i'm really trying to watch jordan peele's get out sometime it, this October. it's actually an interesting uh, film i, I have seen, seen it yet yeah and i watched i watched his 2019 film us but not get out yet so you know i'm you know i have faith in in peele's like directing and writing and everything right. i just haven't gotten to his, his breakout film yet i feel like get out and us are both like kind of similar in terms of i mean both obviously written by jordan peele so there's his stylistic things are quite similar but i feel like get out is more of like a streamlined kind of scary movie than us was i don't know i I felt like us was more of like a thriller rather than anything but yeah it was also definitely a bit weirder like the the main actress in us i don't remember yeah i'm looking up her name right now um us cast uh lupita nyong'o i hope i'm pronouncing her last name um (laughs) But she did, she was like the, the main mother character that, you know, had like two different roles. And I'm both astounded and pretty disappointed that she wasn't cast for like a, a best actress for the 2019 Oscars. Yeah. Since so she just did like a phenomenal job playing two completely different roles that both like just, you know, one was like very unsettling, very off-putting. And the other, you know, like um, very, very family family woman type character um and she just totally nailed her stuff and i'm kind of sad that she didn't get any recognition for that yeah i i i guess i don't i know i didn't i don't know the other movie she's in but she was very good in uh, in, uh, us i did like that it was great well i think she was in black panther yeah she was in black panther who was she in black panther 12 years a slave she is in 12 years a slave she was i want to say she was uh why can't I remember Black Panther's? I'll be honest, I've seen Black Panther once and I definitely fell asleep through part of it. Not that it wasn't exciting, I just I just do that yeah, during Black movies. Black good. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um I'm pulling up her Oh, uh, she was Nakia in Black Panther, and she also played Maz Kanata in The Force Awakens. I have not Interesting interesting casting bit. Is the was The Force Awakens episode seven? Yeah. I've seen that one. I, that was episode seven. I've not seen episode eight or nine. Don't come at me. I just ha- I haven't. I mean, I'm not gonna come at you. Don't watch. Don't watch episode nine. <laughs> just don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. I'm I'm not going down that rabbit hole today. I'm not. I feel like starting off with any Star Wars stuff on a first episode. Oh gosh, has enough Star Wars takes. I feel like I'm not contributing it to the first episode. <laughs> and the and the few things no we've way. said already regarding Star Wars, any comments we're gonna have, we're gonna just be, you know. All up in arms. Minefield to navigate, <laughs> and I just don't even care to navigate it anymore. I'm I'm just done. Fair enough. Become Trekkies or something. But yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah. That that is what I prefer in this day and age. I've but, never seen you know, it. Pretty decent week. Gonna try to like you know do more horror stuff in in the the lead up to Halloween. Yeah. Try to get some some more movies. Maybe play like a really short horror game, like the original Silent Hill or something like that. Yeah. Just you know, really really quick. Uh, quick thing to maximize the the spirit of the month yeah i think i have a couple friends are doing some like they've some little activities like we're getting together to watch a movie one day play games another day um one of my favorite things to do during this time is like i mean obviously i'm a big board game guy um playing games like betrayal at house on the hill uh other like kind of kind of like which is a uh, almost not really a social deduction game it's not exactly in uh, like flavor for today, but another game that we'll I'm sure talk about at some point. Um, just those kinds of like, oh, what's gonna happen next kind of games. 
Yeah, a lot of social dynamic yeah. there. And as you, well, oh, I was just gonna say one more. Oh, sorry, you yeah, go, I was gonna say go. sorry. One, two more things, quick, before we kind of maybe start to get into the topic for today. Um, so for those of you who don't know, the reason Anthony and I even know each other is through our mutual friend Mark. And his, yeah, shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. Guy's awesome. He's my roommate. I mean, he's okay. Like, let's let's not sugarcoat it. He's all right. Hey now, hey now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm not letting that fly by. No, Mark's Mark's great, and the reason I bring out his birthday is on Halloween. So yeah. most of the Halloween things I I've partaken in the last few years are not so much Halloween things, but more just to celebrate him. You know, I don't want anything to take away from yeah. his day. So that's probably something I'll be looking forward to in the next few weeks as well. Um, and then, oh, and also oh, I have a uh, Metroid Dread showing up tomorrow. Ooh. Um, I got that ordered, so I'm gonna try to play that pretty quickly since all of my friends have finished it already, and that's kind of annoying. See, I I don't know uh, a whole lot I about talk it. Talk to them about that. But uh, well, it's like the the newest Metroid. Right. Game. Yeah. It's like the fifth canonical entry, like the first new Metroid game in the main Metroid series in about twenty years. Met- so Metroid is one of those games that I've never played, but I've seen a lot of gameplay of it. That's how I mean. That's how Minecraft was forever too. So yeah. Um, and just to kind of conclude this conversation on like the spooky month, I do want to shout out. Um, funnily enough, another podcast that I've been listening to a lot. Um, I listened. I've been listening to it since the summer. Um, it's called Red Web. It's a, a Rooster Teeth podcast starring Trevor Collins and Alfredo Diaz. Um, super cool. It's a podcast. Basically, just diving into different mysteries, and it's if you're looking for something to listen to right now, um, if you're looking just for something to listen to forever, really, uh, it's is the perfect time to start. And the, I think the episode that just came out today was about uh, Nessie, uh, the Loch Ness monster. So Nessie, yeah, shout out, to shout, Nessie. Out, shout out to hey, shout out to Nessie. Um, so how often do they do episodes? Is it once a week? Yeah, more frequently. Well, okay. they do episodes on Mystery Mondays, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, this is kind of something that uh, Anthony and I have thought about kind of including in our podcast, uh, shouting out other, you know, works that other people do because other people work so hard on, you know, their platforms and whatnot. So uh, shout out to Red Web. Shout out to Rooster Teeth. They make a lot of great content. So if you are listening to us and have somehow not heard of them by this point, uh, check them out. They're awesome. And I think I'm, I'm not going to say it quite yet because it might not be out next week, but I think I know what I'm going to do as a shout out for next week. But we'll have to see if it if it releases on time. Ooh, okay. I'm looking forward to it. Um, well, let's dive into our topic for the week. And that topic is social deduction games. Um, a little bit just kind of, I guess, about yes. them. Uh, so I this is kind of, I know we had talked about in episode zero, if, for those of you who had listened, that we kind of, you and I have our own areas of expertise. And sometimes we'll, one of us will kind of direct the episode a bit more just because you know, we'll have more knowledge about it. I feel like this is something you and I both know quite a bit about. Yeah, I'd say so. I've played a decent amount of, like, um, like one of my, my main activities with my friends in college, you know, we would get together, um, and, you know, like on a Friday or Saturday night, and we would just play One Night Ultimate yes. for just hours. <laughs> just Just hours. hours. And just, like, week after week, just, like, we'd be like, okay, what, what, what roles are we doing tonight? All right, we can go for like three to five hours on this and just not even get bored of it at all. Just totally powered. And I'm so jealous because like I, all, all my friends in college, a lot of them liked games as well. And we would be like, all right, okay, let's do another. But after like three or four rounds, a lot of people would be like, ah, let's do something else. And I'm like, I could do this for the next f- 48 oh my, hours. Oh like, 
uh where ultimate werewolf is a great example of social deduction game super fun if you haven't played it go play it it's awesome and it's not expensive i don't think well, either yeah so so how about before we get into into specific recommendations we just yeah. give a layout of what we mean by social deduction yeah so so like from what i've kind of gathered it's Social deduction games is basically within a group of people, you have a player or maybe a group of players that are like the hidden quote unquote evil group that are trying to overpower the masses in order to do a number of different goals. And like probably the most classic social deduction game of mafia, you know, you have the mafia that's trying to execute the all the townspeople like which are basically everyone else in the group before they are found and lynched by the townspeople themselves. Um, yeah. And so it takes like a lot of different forms, a lot of different theming. Ryan, do you think I've any missed anything from like that that core social deduction uh, type definition? Yeah, I think you pretty much hit it on hit it on the head there. I think um, definitely commonly done in teams. I think the only thing maybe you might have omitted is just that, like you said, you you don't know who who where everyone like intentions lie they could be on your team they may not be traditionally um you are aiming to a specifically a specific win condition and that might be just a sole win condition but it might be a win condition for you and all of your teammates um but yeah yeah, it's commonly there's multiple teams um or teams in general but sometimes you might just be by yourself yeah so you know like probably like as i mentioned in my definition Probably like the the basic easiest entry point for anyone that wants to try out these social deduction games is to just gather like a group of people and just play you know like a game of mafia. <clears throat> like Ryan, so have you played mafia before? I just want to want to ensure that we got that basic. I have played mafia. I will say this: I'm surprised how many people in Iowa haven't heard of mafia. Really? Yeah, I've, I'll bring it up in and I for those of you who could have guessed it. Now I live in Iowa, um, but yeah. I bring it up with some friends, and some people are just like, I don't know what that is. So, well, then, for, in case the audience doesn't know about Mafia, you know, let's let's give, like, the rundown of the rules. And also, you know, we might have different versions of Mafia that we don't know about whatsoever. True. Um, the, the rules that I've known is, you know, there are two phases, like the night phase in which the actors I'm about to mention do their things, and then the day phase in which people discuss, try to figure out who the mafia is, and then execute them. So during the night, you got the mafia person who every night chooses somebody to execute, the doctor who chooses one person to save, and then, depending on the game, there's like a sheriff role that can find out whether the person that they point at is the mafia or not so you know you have like your your overseer of the game say like okay everyone go to sleep everyone closes their eyes and such and then instructs each role to wake up do their individual action and then go back to sleep before the night is over the overseer reveals the results about who the mafia killed who the doctor saved and doesn't reveal the results of the sheriff's investigation um and then you just Go from there, let people claim roles, reveal things that did or did not happen, or things that they did or did not find out, anything along those lines. Yeah. Does that match up with your version of Mafia? Pretty much exactly. You know, you mentioned all the roles I've played with, which include the Mafia, the Sheriff, the Doctor. I think that what's really important, and you did hint on it a bit uh, in your explanation, is that there's a storyteller that 
is basically there to add flavor to the game. You know, yeah. He'll and, and if you've ever played Town of Salem, which is a, a PC game, you can get out on Steam. Uh, it's basically like I think you can get it on mobile. As oh, well. you can. You actually, you, yes, you can. Um, a lot of people play it on mobile, but that's essentially just a mafia, but like with a lot more. Um, and since it's online, like the computer acts as the storyteller, so to speak, that because it's all programmed. But when you do it with a group of people in a circle, the storyteller sits there so that someone knows what's going on and can direct the game, but also to add like context. For example, if Tony were the the mafia and he had killed me in the evening, the storyteller may say, "Oh, at, oh, this Ryan was walking around late at night and all of a sudden heard a noise behind him, and out of nowhere, this." dark figure stabbed him with a knife or something like that. Like they would add that context just to add, you know, fun to the, to the game. Yeah. Cause you know, you, you can, you can keep it dry and say, Oh, this person died. This person was rescued or, you know, depending on the storyteller, they might not say that they're rescued. They can say, Oh yeah. Billy James jr. He died. Poor guy. Poor one out. Sarah senior died it's like you know it's like that that's not that interesting not billy jean jr i mean you can't you know you can you can do more than that you know you could do like a flowery description describe how like the body was found and maybe peaceful bloody state you know there's there's a lot that you can do and it's like you know obviously accessible because you know you don't really need anything to actually get the game going some people will like shuffle a deck of like a smaller deck of cards and if you get like a jack or a king or whatever then you're the mafia and then you know base different roles off of different cards yeah the first the first um, time i played it but, you know it, it, it's very accessible to get into the first time i played it it was a uh, base on cards as well i played it at camp when i was a little kid but uh then obviously i grew up and that game actually became somewhat of like a, a filler for me because as an i you know graduated with, as an education major and um sometimes when I would like when I was in high school for example I'd be a, I was a TA for certain classes and when we had nothing to do my teacher would be like all right come up with an activity and I'd be like perfect we're playing mafia and everyone would get super excited and we would just get in a circle and, and it'd be super fun um yeah. I will say uh the, the one of the great things about mafia kind of and we kind of mentioned it is that flavor um I think the best social deduction games are those that have a lot of that like flair that context like Ultimate Werewolf or One Night Ultimate Werewolf is a great example because of uh, all of the different like lore almost behind it. Like, and it, they explain it in the rules and on the cards, and it's just super cool. Yeah, well, because Werewolf is a so you know Mafia is like a great example of like an introductory social deduction game, but you know one that we've mentioned a few times with the the One Night Ultimate Werewolf or even just Ultimate Werewolf is like a a you know a bit step up in in terms of uh what's what's required to actually get into it um because you know in terms of one ultimate werewolf there is like a pack that you can buy that has pre-made cards that you can shuffle out which each of them have you know individual roles so that everyone during the night has something to do instead of just like the the three main roles mentioned earlier that is that's a good um, point i think that's one of the, it's it's definitely a step up and it's definitely it's it's just yeah, exciting a bit more complex yeah. because you know there there's a little bit of wackiness where you know one night ultimate world if it only lasts for a single night whereas you know like with mafia you know it you you keep going until you know either only mafia are left or they found in, in or the town has found and executed the mafia but with One Night Ultimate Werewolf, you know, it's like a, a nighttime segment of five minutes. Then you have five minutes to debate. 
bam, you're done. After that, it doesn't really matter. And you can just start going again. But, you know, it does take a little bit more buying, a little bit more understanding, not only because you got to buy the game, but you're not really trying to figure out who had, like, the individual, quote-unquote, like, evil cards with the werewolves at first. You have to figure out who has the, the card at the end of the night in order to be able, in order for, like, the villagers to win. Because, you know, if Ron and I were playing in a group, I could start with the werewolf card, and I would be evil at the beginning of the night, right. but if someone swapped mine and Ryan's cards throughout the course of the night, and he ended up with the werewolf card, we would all have to execute him in order for right. us saintly villagers in order to uh, escape scot-free and win the game. Yeah, werewolf seems rather simple uh, upon first glance, but it's definitely one of those games that has a lot of complexity to it once you play. And I think that's just yeah. kind of a natural thing for social deduction games is that there's a lot to it. And that's per particularly because you, there tends to be quite a few roles, different uh, uh, characters you could have to portray throughout the game. Werewolf is a great example of that. And I think that's also part of the reason it's so fun because yeah. you have all these roles in, in order to play and have re actually really fun games with, with social deduction games. You got to have a lot of people, a lot of people you love to play with. Um, and that is in and of itself an advantage but also a drawback because it's it's hard to get a big group of people together but if you can yeah, especially in this pandemic right exactly you know and that's why and that's something we're going to talk about probably towards the end of the episode is there's a lot of things you can do online too and that's going to be something yeah. we try to touch upon every episode just ways you guys can get involved with the topic um but we'll we'll come back to that in a little bit um and then well yeah one, one of the other big strengths that that werewolf has is you know even with its increased complexity that can be both you know like uh a bonus and a drawback because you know with uh one at ultimate werewolf it deliberately has like un several cards that players don't have so there's a little bit of uncertainty as to which roles are even in play and working at the moment sure so you know that you're not entirely oh yeah because sure the middle yep whether if somebody says that they're like a role like a seer that can look at other people's cards or a drunk that randomly changes things <laughs> whether they were even telling the truth or not um not adds definitely like a, another big layer that right is really uh engaging and keeps you you know able to play for those three to five hour time periods absolutely and um three to five hours i wish that's all i did for three to five hours sometimes that would just be so much fun <laughs> um i'm also a huge board game nerd obviously i don't know if you guys have if i've said that enough yet but um for sure we've talked a lot about you know mafia and werewolf let's dive into some maybe some of the other games that uh are social deduction games a, a perfect example that's super topical right now among us um yeah you've got either and that's a bit more of a simpler game because there's really only two teams Unless you're well, yeah, and it, it's a it's a simpler like thing with like the teams, and it's also a lot simpler with buy-ins. It's you know you can download right. it for free on mobile. Um, you know you can go onto voice chat on Discord and connect with like your you know your group of friends pretty easily and get a game going. It's definitely an easier buy-in, easier for people to understand than yeah. something like a, a One Night Ultimate Werewolf. I will say with mods, there's a lot of that adds a lot of complexity, but that's kind of the great thing about that game is. You can make it as complex as you want to. You don't have to. It's just not. It's not just black or white. It's not an easier game or harder game. You can kind of modify it. Thus, the term yeah. mod. Uh, yeah. Another really popular one that like mainstreamed for at least a year or two was Secret Hitler. Yeah. Yeah. So Secret Hitler is like uh, 
you know, it's probably even like another layer up on the complexity scale. And I haven't played it too many times. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, could you actually give us a rundown? Yeah. Like some, like a, a basic overview of what it's like to, to play Secret Hitler. Yeah, Secret Hitler, uh, like many social deduction games, is one of those games that requires quite a amount of people, especially for the more the, the, the more people, the more fun it is. Um, you've basically another one of those two teams, just outright two teams. Um, you've got the fascists and you've got the liberals. Uh, there are essentially your goal is to pass legislation um, for your own side, whether fascist or liberal policies. Um, and to do that, you get tiles. I won't go too specific, but essentially you want to have played five liberal tiles in order for the liberals to win or uh, I believe. S- well, I think the number actually changes on the amount of players uh, that are in the game. If I remember, I, I, that, I don't think the number of tiles you have to play to win changes, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Essentially, you have to have, um, you have to have a certain amount of tiles placed in order to win, or um, if there are special powers that the president can unlock later throughout the game. And another cool aspect of this game, I might have to edit this later because I feel like I'm not doing a great job explaining. But um, another thing about this game is. You have your teams, but you also elect a president and essentially a vice president every round. So your role kind of changes as the game progresses a little bit. And the president can get like special powers. And based on those powers, if at any point Hitler gets killed, it's the other win condition for the liberals. Or if Hitler is ever elected the vice president, that's the other win condition for the fascists. And it's... it's yeah, and there there's some other rules where it's like, you know, with... Everyone that votes on the policy, um, wait. How do how does like the the president is like given the policies to then hand to the to the parliamentarian or like the the chancellor? Yeah, it's not vice president; it's chancellor. It is chancellor. I just um, figured that vice president was a bit more of a main. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. But it's like there is a there. There's like a lot of uncertainty because you know the 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 policies that you can enact. You know, like even if you are like a, a liberal on like the good side, you can just be given a bad hand and get all fascist tokens right. and then be forced to implement like fascist policy, which makes you incredibly suspicious. So there's a, a really good layer there where it's like, you know, in, in other games like, you know, one ultimate werewolf or mafia, the good people will basically always act good. Whereas, yeah. you know, in Secret Hitler, sometimes just throughout like aren't even given a choice to Right. Like even like good people might have to act good, bad people. Sorry. No, that doesn't even make any sense. I totally screwed that up. I see what good you mean. Good people might have to act bad and <laughs> bad people might have to act good. You know, right. there's always a, a layer of uncertainty as to whether people are actually telling the truth as to what um, policy they implement. Right. That's a... for um in, in into play. Right. That's the that's the additional kind of aspect of that game is and I, something that, and you can ask any of my friends, I will say this and I will carry this with me to the day I die about social deduction games. And I, I will stand by this forever. Generally speaking, when something seems obvious or is more obvious than other things, for example, um, when something bad happens uh, multiple times as a result of one person's actions, chances are they're probably bad. That is like 99% of the time true. Like, that's just basic game social deduction figuring things out kind of structure i will say secret hitler throws a wrench in that because of that you know 
your actions aren't always what you want to do. Your actions aren't always intentional because you don't always have a choice. And that aspect of that game yeah. is really, really cool. Yeah. And that definitely, you know, adds like really, really contributes to like the, the whole joy of social deduction where it's like, you know, and like other games that require a bit less buy-in, you know, you just have to think about whether or not that person is telling the truth. But then you also have like a whole nother life. Like, are they telling the truth in this specific case about the exact details right. of what they got? You know, there's it, it really adds to like the joy of social deduction games. You just know, trying to read the room, trying to understand people, really trying to dig in and really, really understand how your friends around you work and whether or not they're telling the truth or just lying directly to your face and pulling <laughs> you for a second. And then the best part is when you realize they were lying, you get really mad, but at the same time, yeah. you're just like, that was so cool. Like You, you respect exactly. <laughs> You respect that, that they're exactly. just like, yep, I just got played. Yep. I got manipulated into electing fascists, and I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> What a great game! Um, uh, talk maybe we could talk about a couple other games. Uh, I have a little bit more of a list here. One game that I was introduced to a couple years ago was called Deception: Murder at Hong Kong, which is a pretty neat game. Um, I haven't played that one yet. Yeah, just I mean I won't go into too much detail. I feel like we've kind of explained a lot of different games. Long-winded to say, there's a lot of different things about different games that you could play, which is why this category of game is so cool because. Each game adds yeah. a different kind of layer, as, as you put it. Um, Deception is is a fun game because only one person really knows what's going on, and it's everyone else's job Ooh. to figure out who is bad based on certain pieces of evidence and certain, like, locations. Um, that's all I'll say about yeah. that game, but a really cool game nonetheless. Um, another, like, kind of subcategory of social deduction games I wanted to dive into a little bit was, like, card games. There's a couple that are, like, just super cool. I think Avalon is one. Um I was I was gonna bring yep. up Avalon because you know like it's you know like a really nice like thematic twist where it's like you know Secret Hitler is very politically themed but Avalon is like you know Knights of the Round Table you know like Merlin and King Arthur and Morgays and you know the those types of like highfalutin fantasy characters yeah and that, that's another very very good aesthetic that's another great thing is like this aesthetic this like I said earlier this lore the context behind it all is just ties in so beautifully with them. Um, another, another couple of card games that I, I've actually become like obsessed with are Love Letter and Coup. Um, Love Letter, essentially the lore behind that game, you're trying to court the princess and, um, you can, is the princess one of the players or is it just like a, an entity that everyone's trying to work? Um, so the interesting, interesting thing about this game is you don't have a role you just have, okay. um, you, you almost kind of have like a temporary role. Like you'll hold on to one card and then you'll pick one up and then you'll pick which one to get rid of. And essentially different cards will cause different actions that will result in people having to exit the round. And at the end of the round, you get a token and whoever gets to the most tokens first basically has like the lore is has built up enough relationship between them and the princess to court them. That's a court her. Um, so it's really okay. interesting dynamic where you don't actually have a role, but it's still a social deduction game nonetheless. And then Coup is kind of one of those, not really, not as political as Secret Hitler, but kind of one of those politically charged, like, here's what I can do with my current role, and you guys can all see it. Um, that one is very interesting because there's a lot of lying involved. That one, you have a specific role, but you can always, and I mean always, claim to be someone different. 
<laughs> that's the nature of that game. It's so cool. Okay. Okay. That that sounds like a fun time if you want to like really really just start playing mind games with people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, that's the perfect game for you. It's yeah. cool. It's spelled C O U P. Cool. Um I will Yeah, yeah. I think I've even like owned a copy of yep. that or maybe my family has and I've just never played it despite owning it for like 4 to 5 years. You know Mark isn't a very big fan of that game, which surprises me because his reasoning behind it, and I'm sure you guys will hear a lot of us talking about Mark because he's like our best friend, um, <laughs> but uh, he he doesn't like it because uh, he's right when he says this. That game is very high risk, high reward. Like if you lie, you and you get away with it, you basically are you're set. Or if you lie and get caught, you're screwed. You know, it's very high risk, high reward. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like that's exactly the type of game he would love because of his like committing to the bit type personality. Oh yeah. But it's not his game. He will go. He for will it. totally go for it. We should just have an episode like called Mark. Yeah, just just titled Mark. It's like let's contemplate the human mystery known as Mark. And then we'll. Uh, but <laughs> all of the options that we've listed so far have been more in-person options, and while you can play some of them through, you know, like tabletop simulator on C on steam or other options um you know we are living in an age of you know a global pandemic where you know people aren't able to meet up but we're also living in an age where you know your friends might be living in a completely different part of the country or a different part of the world so what are our best ways ryan to get in our social deduction yeah. ad- addiction while we're spread out through uh, through space. I will say I think addiction is the perfect word to describe this. They're so fun. And I, I think, I personally think if you guys like games, if any of you listening like games and you get into this kind of like category of games, you're just going to love doing it. It's so much fun. Um, yeah. We had mentioned Among Us. That's a mobile game you can download for free. Um, you can also yeah. get it on Steam. Um, and it's pretty cheap. It's Yeah, it's not super expensive. Um, Town of Salem, like I said, kind of one of those mafia styled game excuse me um yeah it's got a lot more rules but it it's a bit harder to play since like people like speak in like a moon language since they're like everyone's trying to like play hard hard into the metagame so that's like you know requires a bit more time investment to actually understand what people are even talking about if you do decide to play town of salem yeah uh, that's a good way to put that you know that moon language is like you once you're experienced you'll be able to read it like english or like your native language but until you've played the game a lot it's gonna seem like people are just talking a different language yeah. um let's see do you have any other uh games that you social deduction games you can think of tony that are that are just oh, purely let virtual? Me check my party games folder on steam mm. You you just reminded me of one. Um, for those of you who have not played any Jackbox games, please please go play Jackbox. Oh, yeah, I was I was just about to say uh, that. Yeah, no, specifically Jackbox Six has a game push called the Push the yep. Button. Push the Button. That you know like leans more into the Jackbox flair of you know for those who don't know Jackbox, it's a lot more party game focused, trivia focused. But this one leans more into actually knowing more specific trivia about your friends. So you know it's a, a pretty fun time to catch people in lies about stuff that you know about them um that makes it you know more enjoying than just throwing out accusations one way or the other i will go ahead and shout out jackbox in general because they always come out with new ones like once or twice a year and like new yeah. packs of like four or five well, that's games. something else i'm going to be doing this upcoming week i should probably save that for next podcast but i'm playing the new jackbox sometime this yeah week. um but yeah they like what is it seven they just came out with 
Oh, eight, eight is this yeah. year. Seven is last They just came year. out with eight. And a lot of great games that you can play. I think one of the most popular is Quiplash. Not a social deduction game, but a very fun game nonetheless. Uh, yeah. One, I think, I think I would consider this social deduction faking it. Oh, which one is that? So in? I think it's in two or three. Faking it is essentially a game where you get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it yeah. says like, uh, you yeah, get a prompt yeah, and you have like to the... either like raise your hand or like put up fingers or, and then someone doesn't know yeah, what the prompt yeah. is and has to guess what they have to do, and yeah. blend in basically. That, that's a, I would consider that social deduction. That's such a that's like a really simple and cool inventive game that I'm jealous I didn't think of like. Some of these games that, th- yeah. that Jackbox has are so simple and just perfect party games that they just put t- all together conveniently for you. That you play it on your TV, you can play it on Steam, you can play it over uh, Discord or online with your friends. Like it's just it's perfect. I huge shout out to Jackbox. Yeah. Thank you for making my life more interesting on my weekends. Absolutely. Those games are well, awesome. I think that's about all that we have to say about social deduction games. Do you have any final thoughts, Ryan? Any other final recommendations uh, to to go yell at people to check uh, out? I mean, I could go on forever, but like you said, we're probably going to be you're wrapping up here shortly. Uh, I will say that this might be one of those it's a short, bit of a shorter episode than we're going to have in the future. Um, as you probably know, this is our, our first podcast for the two of us, so we'll be certainly working to uh, add as much content to these as we can and i'm sure we'll progress in our content as we continue as podcast co-hosts i guess that's pretty much it in our content but uh if you are listening uh and you have any games that you think are awesome that we didn't list or we haven't talked about comment below um if you're watching on youtube if you're on spotify another thing you can also email us at pongers dot what is it pongers pod at gmail yes yep and if it's wrong, we'll put a correction in the description. We <laughs> if it's wrong, I love that. Um, I'm pretty sure. That I think it right. is, we'll but see. yeah, we'll see. pongerspod uh, at gmail.com. But if you have any comments on anything that you think we can improve on, anything you guys want to see, and like, if you want, if there's a certain topic you think that would be fun for us to cover, something you want to hear more about, let us know. We'll do the research. We'll bring it back to you. Um, or if you have, like I said, any uh, other recommendations for ways that people can enjoy social deduction games from home um, or just other games that you want them to play, sh- shoot us a message, leave a comment. And uh, yeah, the more feedback from you guys, the better. I think that's how we build the, com- exactly. that's how we'll build the community. Podcasts are, are such like a, a big yeah. community focused thing. It's really hard to just be, two people who started a podcast that don't ever have any community engagement. Yeah, and if, we, if I just... I, I talk to Tony all the time. If I just keep talking to him, that's going to be... Not really going to be different than our normal lives. Yeah, exactly. It, it will be nice. It will be. We get to set aside some special time to talk. And hopefully people will exactly. listen. <laughs> Alrighty, well... But that's yeah. all that we have for today. We'll see you in our next episode. Yeah, thanks guys. Goodbye. See you later.